This is the Common Sense Podcast presented by Tamar. I'm your host, Tamar Weinberg, founder and CEO of Tamar, and I will be talking to people of all walks of life who have suffered adversity and overcome to rise above the ashes and now make self-care and wellness an absolute priority. Hi, everybody. Today we are in episode 34 in the middle of Tropical Storm Isaiah, August 4th. I usually don't say that, but yes, there is a storm and we are in the middle of, we, we've been in a, we've been in quite a, the storm has been brewing for quite a long time. And today I have, but, but I'm so lucky because I have some sunshine somewhere else on my, on my Skype right now with Madhu Chala. Thank you so much for joining. Hi, hi, Tamar. Thanks for having me. Yes, it is very sunny right here. I'm from Bay Area, California. Oh, yeah. And so is that, is that, um, so uh, this is another one of these calls where we do see each other. So is that natural sunlight that I see coming into your, your closet here? Yes, it is natural sunlight and I'm hiding in my closet. Oh, she works in her closet. My husband works in his closet. It is a normal thing in pandemic times. It is totally fine. No apologies, no regrets. You're good. Don't be shy. Don't, don't blush or anything. No, but it's so cool. It's cool. You get see, you get to see everybody's fashion sense. You get to see how people live. If they don't have like, you know, one of their fake backgrounds up like I do right now, I have some, not the coronavirus, but my background is a, I don't know what it is. It's like it some sort of, like the virus. Thing. it's like a cell. It's a cell. Yeah. It looks like some virus. And when I use my zoom chats, it's, it, I do have the coronavirus. I have like, I, I collected, I went to like these. In the beginning, I went to um, the website and I got like a hundred Zoom backgrounds and I downloaded all of them. And then I went to like Unsplash and Pexels and I got the moving ones, like the MOVs. And so now like you see me and like, it looks like I'm in a, like a disco, a seventies disco and all this, this, like all this music is moving around in the background. It's fun, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm taming now. I'm becoming a little more tame, but anyhow, <laughs> yeah. So, um, t- so you're in the Bay area. Tell me a little bit about like how you've been and how like pandemic times have been treating you and yeah. So pandemic actually, um, it, in a way it really helped me uh, and also my family. I think we were uh, already prepared or ready for it in, in, in a sense. Um, since I was working from home, um, I don't have to drop my kids anymore to school for classes. So that is the one thing. and. Um, other one is like our schedule where we go for our run or walks or all this I haven't really changed. So uh, I know other lives have been impacted in a um, lot of different ways. Uh, and I keep telling my kids mainly the, uh, you know, be grateful that everyone in the family is safe. My parents, my brothers, everyone is safe. So just being thankful for um, that whole family is safe. So the, the gratitude is what we can experience during these times. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's really interesting because I, it's funny because I, you know, obviously that's not a question I typically ask during the podcast. I mean, obviously we're, we're, we're kind of in the mode where now I, now I'm just going to live in the present. So that's uh-huh. why I asked, you know, today I am in New York and we're in the middle of hurricane, tropical storm of Isaiah craziness right now. But, you know, I will say just going back to the pandemic, I think the hardest thing for people in general is like because most of these people's lives are disrupted that they don't work from home. Um, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I work from home. I thrive in communicating online like it's literally like my my lively. Well, I don't want to say it's my livelihood, but I love doing it. 
And when our, in our community, we were shut down, as you probably have heard in the podcast, yeah. um, we were shut down two weeks before the rest of the country. And it was like, you know, a thousand of us who were all in, all at home. And we, we created a WhatsApp group and then we mm-hmm. created offshoot off WhatsApp groups for like, first it was just our community and all of us in the pandemic. And then it was just like, let's do a food delivery group. And then let's do, let's do a quarantine 19 group. Let's lose our 19 mm-hmm. pounds that we lost during the, you know, gained during the pandemic. And then there was a fitness friends group. And then there was another offshoot, two off food offshoot groups. And it's all about like, and then there was like a mom's group too. And it was all about like, you know, putting the community together and people like they struggle with that because that's not their, who they are. But for me, I was like, this is my thing. This is my, I was so excited about it. Like the pandemic hurt, has hurt so many people. I feel like mentally it's extraordinarily difficult. And for the introverts, like you and me, like, <laughs> let's just like, we know how to react. We know how to interrelate with our people. And I find it more of a, of a, like a gift in a way because it really brought our community together. And for me, it gave me an opportunity as somebody who felt like she was marginalized in her own community to like finally come out and be like, people have acknowledged me. Somebody like nominated me to be like, I don't know, some sort of like hero of the community to the president, which I'm still waiting for his acknowledgement. But like people have done stuff like that. And people have told me that they've nominated me for a couple of things. I haven't heard anything, so I don't think I'm going to win any, any awards, but like being able to do that, I've literally worked 90 hour weeks. So it's a little disappointing for all those people who might be listening, um, that that's happening, but yeah, moving on, let's talk about you. Tell me where you, what you do. And I know you have a, an interesting story, a career trajectory that I'd be interested in hearing. So by all means, go ahead. Okay, so uh, I'm the founder of uh, Pretty Pockets, uh, where I design accessories for women that give them confidence and uh, simplify their day-to-day lives. So at Pretty Pockets, it's my mission to add incredible uh, value to a women's life by making products that uh, uh, find harmony between usefulness, uh, common sense, and fashion. For example, uh, the, let's say I, I started with the diaper bag. So it's just not any diaper bag. It is um, a bag with a diaper dispenser, trash cover dispenser, and uh, yet it looks trendy and uh, fashionable for a mom to carry. So that is one of the products. So I design based on um, uh, functionality first, and then I uh, take into account the uh, fashion and the look of it. Uh, that's how I design the product. But uh, that's not... Uh, who I was uh, a few years back, I uh, came to United States uh, uh, as a student uh, for master's in electrical engineering. And uh, engineering has been my, <clears throat> all the way I've been an engineer. Um, and uh, I worked in Intel for 10 years. So um, after eight years in Intel, I started feeling that I I don't belong there anymore. And uh, that's when I started thinking, what is my next and, you know, how, what am I supposed to do? Because engineering is the field that I was in. Um, and uh, whatever uh, interviews I was doing, everything I was like uh, doing poorly and all the, uh, all the interviews uh, within Intel. So, so I finally realized that engineering is not the field anymore that I could be in. 
and by the time i already had uh, my son and uh, i was uh, expecting my daughter so when i was in the process of thinking what is it that i have to do um uh, and i was looking for a diaper bag at the same time because i was expecting my daughter so that's when i was like okay i don't like this bag that bag and finally i'm like okay let me come up with something that i can design and uh, that's how i uh, sat down and did the design and uh, but it did did take me like 3 years or so because i was completely an engineer i was never a business person or i didn't have any background uh so it took me some time to um validate my uh idea and then uh launch it so from engineer to diaper bag designer <laughs> yeah that's all the story yeah and i will say that you know having i did take a look given that i had a really nice view of uh madu's closet i was able to see you know some of her her accessories and they are very they do exude confidence they're high level <laughs> really really sophisticated products and i was saying to her if you're familiar and if not listeners i've just learned about this site called italic italic you know like like you italicize words mm-hmm. italic.com it's like this new i guess it's a membership site it's sort of like an upscale costco where you buy bedding and accessories and um you know clothing apparel at at cost unfortunately they don't have like you know the stuff that from our past lives the tech tech mm-hmm. and the electronic stuff they're not quite there yet but there's some cool stuff and i was like you know what this it's just the exact reminder of these things it's like these are like like lvmh like prada high level stuff so just trying to it, communicate the the value prop here cuz i think it's really cool stuff Thank you. I should try that. I'm going to try that website. I'm going to see that. Check it out. Yeah, you'll get you'll you'll potentially get inspired and if it would be even amazing if you get on there because like I mean they're they're trying to focus on the mainstream so not so much like the diaper bag world. But then mm-hmm. again, I feel like there's got to be people who are looking to get on there and they would probably pay you what you need. Mm-hmm. Like because the way it is is like so I'm going to pull it up right now. Um like here yeah. here's an example. um they 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 make a comparison uh like compare you buy knives a set of knives um well now the the site changed but so forget it so you buy you buy like a cashmere sweater it's and you pay $75 but it would be $100 at one plat uh one provider and up $450 at another provider so mm-hmm. it's it's really it's it's interesting stuff uh and i don't really know if you're really saving i mean if they if they use sometimes they use the same manufacturers which is cool mm-hmm. so yeah i i'm, I'm going to check that out yeah i have other products which i just launched uh in april so probably if not diaper bags some no other accessories that i can try yeah there's really cool yeah. stuff they have uh sunglasses you know they have they they definitely have they have wallets they have scarves mostly cashmere scarves I don't know. It's it's cool. Although I can't say I know what I'm going to want to pay for. But yeah, like I'm looking here, they have a lot of clutches and envelope clutches and crossbody bags and like I see you. I see your product in these stuff these in, in these in this appearance. It's the same manufacturer as Celine and Prada. So like that's that's what they're trying to do. Same manufacturers Hugo Boss, Armani and Longchamp. So, wow. so thank you. Yeah. 
<laughs> just 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 your words saying that gives me such confidence awesome awesome well, i'm so like it's such a it's a cool story i mean just to like go out there and you know you, you you're solving a problem that you see as as a need and i i wanna i wanna like you know wish that i was you know here talking to you five years ago because you know i'd be <laughs> like having a baby i'd be like oh i need that right now <laughs> but <laughs> You know, as, as as you start building your product base, we're gonna we're gonna definitely have to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, um, what? So we like I will say, you know, we talked about your story, but we didn't really talk about like you know, I don't want to say the crux of like you know, the common sense podcast, but it com- comes from like usually the story of adversity. And I don't really know anything about that. So I'm coming in here and I'm maybe throwing you in, in the deep end here to get an idea of like, to tell me a little more about like that particular side of your your life, if you can so speak to that. Mine, I have uh, a, a lot more challenges than, you know, um, like uh, in, I wouldn't say any adversaries uh, or I'm not getting the word also right. Uh, it's okay. So most of the... Uh, it's for example when my daughter was uh, born um, I had to go through um, I didn't know I was going through postpartum till I um, till I really made a call and that changed everything so is it something that I could you want me to talk about or yeah yeah I mean listen my story my adversity began with postpartum depression and then I hit a rock bottom I sometimes hone in on the rock bottom. Sometimes I don't because that rock bottom still leaves me vulnerable. It's still difficult to talk about. But mm-hmm. I, it was my my like my brand launch and the whole idea of Tamar and the common sense po- common sense podcast comes from the fact that I had a postpartum depression, and mm-hmm. I think that people don't understand. They don't normalize postpartum depression. Okay. They don't see it. They like it was the same thing. I didn't realize I was not happy until like I hit. A really low mm. point nine years later nine freaking mm. years later so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So wow, talk to me. Wow. yeah yeah please so yeah so uh, in my case like my daughter was born in 2015 and uh, um, I took my sabbatical thinking that I didn't quit my job yet I took my sabbatical thinking once I come back I might love my job uh, because it was like a five month sabbatical that I saved up uh, uh, for that long was 10 years already I was like nine years working in it uh, in Intel and uh, when I came back I was I used to feel very low all the time and I was never a person who would be uh, staying low for a long time but then I constantly felt like that uh, like you know um, I, was, I was feeling very low like I, I, I couldn't explain what was happening and uh, uh, when I quit Intel, uh, what happened was I lost all my communication with my friends, uh, it, uh, the baby, and then the, the, she's one year old. I didn't have any help at the time. And then um, also, um, uh, uh, you know, I didn't know that I was uh, feeling lonely. And uh, uh, I w- what happened was uh, my husband would call me to check on us uh, in the afternoons and I would quickly uh, wake up and say, oh, uh, I was just doing some work. Like I used to feel guilty that I was taking rest because uh, uh, I felt like I was giving an excuse. Uh, And then uh, finally, after a few days, I realized that I needed help. And then, uh, and also I couldn't understand that it would be postpartum. 
unless uh, until someone told me why don't you call up uh, the hospital and see so that's when when i made the call i literally cried in front of uh, a total stranger for like 20 minutes like she's like i understand you go through baby and then you know you quit the job no friends and that's when it hit me that oh maybe i i'm i'm actually going through uh you know postpartum and uh the reason i couldn't believe is because uh it was almost like one year and i'm like how can you uh, be uh, you have that postpartum depression after a year right like it hits any time is what i understood but then uh, that time i decided uh, this is it like i'm not going to let this take uh, over me and you know i i'll get moving that's when i would uh, start going out and you know taking my kid doing my walks and runs those were like it took me time like uh, i kept like okay today 5 minute run and then 15 minute walk like even walking and running used to be so hard because i was um, i used to run and i run all the time but uh, running simple running which i used to love and do became so hard during that time um thank god i came out uh, of it for, but but yeah it was super challenging that is one of the things i always felt like okay i'm not going to let this happen to me i got to take control and keep moving so that is what like they say motion creates motivation and movement so that's what happened yeah yeah you know i don't know if i if i ever if i didn't hit a rock bottom 9 mm-hmm. years in Mm-hmm. I don't think I would ever have known like that I was at a low point. Like I guess you know, I I never really like I never was formally diagnosed with like post part of depression. I don't think any of us do, but we know yeah. we we look at we look what you have to do is look back at your previous self. Oh, here comes the wind. <laughs> Just as a warning, here comes the wind. I might <laughs> hopefully I won't lose you, but no, and and I will I'm not editing any of this out. I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> we we're we're in storm season here. So yeah, so maybe I will. <laughs> But yeah, going back, I mean looking back at um my life and you you basically need to look at your life historically, chronologically, like reflect back and then you're like, "Oh, wait a minute. Something doesn't feel right. It probably mm-hmm. happened when I had my child." Like you know, I wrote this really 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 extraordinarily vulnerable raw personal piece about um my postpartum depression um that was posted on medium last week i did and read that you did read it yes i did <laughs> so you know and it's so hard and i had a friend who's like i can't read this i'm reliving my own trauma a male which is crazy yeah he's like i can't do it like this guy's in his 40s and he's just like i can't read this story and i was like wow powerful <laughs> Yeah, so like, we, we people need to know that's what like people need to know that uh, they uh, you know there is something like this that exists and people do go through some of this and it need not be diagnosed but uh, so yeah what you did was amazing it, it 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 is usually not easy to write that out it wasn't easy it took me a yeah. long time and i tried to pitch it to publications and none of them bit i think they kept telling me that it was too commercial in the end which was interesting because i what? made it exactly right <laughs> i and and the thing is when i published it it didn't convert i when i finally published it on medium it didn't convert um the people who supported me after that were people that like i've been in touch with 
like asking them directly for <laughs> donation. So support in some way. So it didn't come from writing about my story. So, so much for that. And I, you know, sometimes you just have to do it. If someone, yeah, thankfully there's a the platform medium is there for us. Mm -hmm. I will say, I, I think Evan Williams so much. Ev like literally made it easy. People are like, oh, it's so well established during media. I'm like, yeah, medium is for everybody, but it's great. It's great to have that quote unquote yeah. built in credibility. But moving <laughs> like, but but talking about, you know, I think it's important. And I think I'm, I'm wondering, maybe you and I should talk separately and maybe we should, you know, even with like people who are listening, I am like a lot of people, most people, I think the majority of people are not even aware that they're suffering from a mental health Correct. something. Correct. I think that is the biggest challenge, not knowing um, because in my case, that was the that was the thing where I could not understand what was uh, happening to me. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I yeah, I think we need to like create a community, some sort of community where we can like freely discuss our our stories and right. feel like we can't be restricted. So maybe we should talk about that, too. Um, sure. Yeah. I don't know, like a Facebook group or something else. There's a lot of groups, depression and anxiety. When I was at my heart, like my worst point, I joined like all of them. Hmm. Um, I can't say I use like it, it's it's a completely like there's such a a wide scale of people and like suicidal folks. It's scary. Oh. It's scary to be in groups like that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but um, like I'm glad you know it. it I think for for both of us, I mean, I'm absolutely glad that you like had eventually the recognition of you know you needed help, but you needed to like get out of that mm -hmm. it's it's hard because like you could be in a in a funk and just not like i wonder how many people are like, living their lives right now with complete unawareness of not knowing yeah. this reality yeah like looking back you can't do it when you're in it you can't look yeah. back and be like you know like it seems the same mm -hmm. it's i don't know i don't know yeah anyway. yeah 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 it's painful to go back to like yeah did we did i really go through that is uh, sometimes i <laughs> i keep questioning myself yeah but i mean it's most of our reality like and i then i debate you know whether it's safe to bring a child into this world when you can't you want to protect as a parent you want to protect your child so much you want more mm -hmm. than anything to protect your children and then you mm -hmm. realize you're thrusting them in the world of forget the fact that there's like intolerance there's like the political climate of the craziness and how there's like one party who like you know is pr like they want to wear they want to protect people by wearing masks and then the, like the craziness that we're living in right now <laughs> i mean yeah because you know that's what's going on and then you, you learn yeah. about like you know like just crazy stabbings and murders and all these things and you throw them in that world but then you realize that I don't know if that's what I want to, what, what the main focus is for us. The yeah. main focus ultimately is the fact that we're so emotionally fragile as a human species mm -hmm. and to put our children into that and know that they're going to be, that suffering is like a default and mm -hmm. we have to figure out how to climb our way out of that. That True. it's hard. It's a hard reality. True. Yeah. But there is a way to potentially climb yourself out. You just need that awareness. Um, but getting that awareness is the hardest, but to that point, I guess I would talk to you about like, for me, my self care started with, uh, experience of scent, the sense, the common sense. Tell me a little bit about like your self care, how you focus on yourself. 
so um yeah so once i realized that uh, it is me that i have to work on uh, that was the first thing i realized that i have to work on myself so um i started uh, reading reading has become my uh, number one channel to um, you know uh, relax myself and uh, that's for like to, like till 2017 i was not at all reading uh, till that like it was mostly academic and you know something related but not um, any 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 other book but then from 2017 till now i was like okay whatever book you give me just i i would just eat it up so um mom every time like i do wake up early uh, uh, before uh, my kids and my husband wake up so i sit down first thing i do is sit down and read i keep read i keep, i read for like um an hour and then uh, another hour i actually spend on learning it could be some webinar or course or something uh so before they it is my time where i'm like uh, not disturbed at all till they wake up so after that is when i get into my work or you know till then no device nothing i don't touch anything so that keeps me grounded um um for a long time uh, or throughout the day and then i do go for my uh, run and walk so um, eating um, healthy eating and then uh, running and then um the book reading is th- those are my main uh, channels awesome awesome <laughs> do you have any types of genres that you read when you come when you when it comes right to so right now it's mostly self help and uh, business so and again uh, i usually um, believe I, i so i started trusting my gut a lot so uh, it's like a book so a book has to speak to me the book has to speak to me like you know read me kind of thing so i go in that uh, mode so mostly i'm looking at self help and uh, business uh, my current uh, read like just now i finished the one thing um, by gray keller that is the one what is it the, the one thing the by gray keller got it okay the okay got it um yeah. i didn't even hear about this one but you know it's oh, interesting wow. well what oh wow it is a nice book <laughs> okay good the sim- sim- the surprisingly simple truth behind ex- extraordinary results yeah you know it's these are like oh i apparently i own it <laughs> yeah you last purchased this item on june 20- 30th 2015 well, time to read good. all right it's time to read exactly uh apparently i had it delivered to my in-laws i have read all the other books on this list but i didn't read this one i got to find it maybe i'd never got it <laughs> no no i rem- i remember all these other books so okay interesting very interesting so i i'm also in the same realm of you i i read i read um a lot of the same books i read a lot of self help and business it's interesting because when you talk to entrepreneurs they are all about reading about books that you obviously make you feel like an empowered part of you know who you are so i love it i love it what yeah. what other books would you recommend um the top 5 regrets of the dying it's uh, um brownie brownie where the the top 5 regrets of the dying i got it in front of me yeah, yeah. so, so brownie where yeah, yeah that's, that's also, also it's an amazing book to read um again you your perspective of who you are what you're thinking your thoughts everything changes uh, when you read uh, some of these books it's amazing right 
One of my favorite, um, one of my favorite writers is Robin Sharma, and he's a, ah. he's not very recognized, but I will say that everything he did, it's really changed my life. Hmm. And yeah, I read all his. Good, good. You're like the first person I know I've spoken to who tells me that they've read his. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. He's a he's a great great writer. Like the leader with yeah. no title, the monk with who sold his Ferrari. I mean, I started you... to to realize. I don't have to build my life on the idea of wealth. Did you did you read um, Who Will Cry When I Die or Who Will Cry When You Die? No, is that, that him is, also? Yeah, that's an, another amazing book. Okay. And um, oh my God, the list will flow. <laughs> yeah, I, that's one I didn't read. I will have to. Yeah, that's another and. Uh, um, I think another book is something with greatness, greatness attitude or greatness something is another book that of his, of his actually. Yeah, the greatness guide maybe. Ah, correct, that is the one. Yeah, he wrote. I think I I bought that and I sold it on I sold it on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's like a work. It's more of a workbook that book. Yeah, correct, correct. And I mean, it really take it ties in his lessons in a in a very uh, aggregated format. But I like the idea of like getting it drawn out you know it's like you it really ultimately the greatest guide is a work it's like it, it really is the notes of all of his other books but you need get to it. get you need to get it written in a way that the consolidation is helpful but i think you don't any like the greatest guide i think is harder to find from my understanding at mm -hmm. least my experience when i bought it um mm -hmm. if if like if anybody wants to start reading his stuff you could read the greatness guide but i feel like you need to really the lessons have to like kind of be pummeled in your mind so the greatness mm -hmm. guide works in isolation, but it also works in tandem with the other books. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So we're back. Today is actually a week after storm, as I learned later and I mispronounced it. Tropical storm Isais, not Isaiah, as I said earlier. I was in the middle of recording the podcast with Madhu and we ended up getting an outage, an internet outage that lasted for six and a half days. So this is a fragmented, but now we're putting it all together podcast uh, <laughs> where I'm able to ask you, I guess, the last question now. And the last question, which I know you've prepared for potentially, unlike <laughs> others who usually sit there and they're like, this is a great question. Five minute pause, you know? Um, yeah, if you can give an earlier version, it's the common sense question. If you can give an earlier version of yourself a piece of advice, what would you tell her? Hi, I'm back again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, obviously it's a great question and, um, there are multiple advices that I would love to give, but then uh, there are two main thing, two main advices that uh, stand out. One is like uh, you don't have to fit in when you're supposed to stand out, because uh, most of the time what we try to do is like you try to follow a group of people and you know set of friends or whatever you try to do. You try to just uh, be normal and try to be uh, you know you try to fit in you don't have to do that uh, you can be crazy you can be uh, uh, you know whoever you are uh, you're supposed to be that that is one thing and uh, other one is like you cannot make everyone happy 
So don't try to do that <laughs> because you'll burn yourself. Um, so those are the two advices I would love to give. And actually, those are the two advices that I give my current self as well because I cannot change my past. So I can change whoever I am. And, um, you know, I want to become a, a certain person. And these are uh, most important advices that I want to give to my current self as well. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Good, good stuff. Definitely, definitely <laughs> appreciate that and the value in what you have and what you're suggesting here. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm starting to recognize also like, I'm okay. I want to stand out. I want yeah. people to realize that there's a lot more that you don't want to blend in, especially when you're like a company founder, because you're just going to get lost you're going to be like as shark tanks kevin says like a cockroach that someone's going to step on you mm. want to be like the cat that they're not going to step on the cat that, that's <laughs> the first thing i came to mind the cat that they're not going to step on because you're bigger <laughs> than the cockroach but yeah you want to you want to be the behemoth that um that is obviously not you know lost among the crowd that's right yeah so awesome awesome let me uh, let me ask you the last question. I guess is where should we find you? I know at Pretty Pockets is without the C, but talk about that. Yeah, it's uh, the website is Pretty Pockets, uh, Pockets without a C, P O K E T S. Uh, that's the website. You can uh, reach us at uh, Instagram as well, which is uh, Pretty Pockets, P R E T T Y P O K E T S. So that's those are the two. Um, options yeah and i will say that you know since this this past week i've been as i said out out of internet but i went i mean i went to your website you know i talked i saw your your products here i mean it's they're really like i i i have purchased and i don't want to say the word crappy but like i have purchased crappy diaper bags for much more money because i have <laughs> a quote unquote brand name around them and then you yes. see what she, what Madhu has created. I mean, like they're really high quality products that are come at a very affordable rate considering where the market stands for these types of products. So if you're looking, if you're in the market for a, and I want to say luxury, but it is, it's a luxury experience at an affordable cost. I mean, you have to buy her bags because they're just so cool. Yay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. Thank you so, so much for your time. And apologies for this, like, you know, hiatus that I couldn't control, you know, technology. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. you know, there's still neighbors, my neighbors got we so we were out of power on Tuesday in the middle of this podcast, according to my Google Wi Fi I was down uh, at 1254 p.m. on Tuesday, and I got it back at 731 p.m. on the following Monday. And that was my internet. I had power, I was lucky, but half of my neighbors did not have power for an entire week. Some of them got it back yesterday. People said uh, the internet is, is coming back, but like, you know, some of them, the node that powers the internet to their homes are completely ravaged and destroyed. It's crazy and it's just amazing that 2020 is throwing these curveballs. <laughs> you just don't yeah. expect the the I'm making I'm gonna make I don't know if I'm gonna make um a, a prediction here, but the only thing that and I don't know if it would surprise me is is like if Facebook implodes in twenty twenty because 
like you would you would think that it's such a powerful way of keeping us together but this is 2020 and anything's possible so here's my prediction if i somehow am right i should have bought a lottery ticket but if not <laughs> it's 2020 so chalk it up to that and yeah. anything can happen it's and such it's... a fun experience Samar. thank you so much yeah thank you thank you all again for tuning in this is your host tamar weinberg of the common sense podcast Till next time, 